Dandy Thunder pull off a miraculous comeback. We finally get an outfield player going in goals. Branson pumps up a football and Southern United go unbeaten in two. Ladies and gentlemen, it's episode 21 of the Semi-Pro Potty. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 21 of the Semi-Pro Potty. I am your host every week, William Chambers. Join to me, to my right, it's my mate, Branson Gibson. How are you this week? I'm doing very well, thank you, Will. How are you, mate? Very good. We've got a beer in hand. We We've do. got a heart full of dreams. Absolutely. And a run sheet <laughs> full of football, really, don't we? Absolutely. And speaking on the run sheet, we're already off to a good start. How many times did we double check that we were on episode 21 today? About three. Three, which is more than we double checked. It was normally. zero. It was, <laughs> it was three times more than we did last week. Yeah, absolutely. Got so, it wrong. We're switched on from the get go today. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty damn good. Um, look, before we jump into the football though, because there's a lot to get through, do it every week. You're definitely taking this so much more seriously than I am now. Kit bag. What are you wearing? Well, I am wearing quite a nice kit, I reckon. It is an Algeria home kit, white home kit, mm. with Mares on the back. Number seven Mares playing for Algeria, and it's a pretty nice little kit. Predominantly white, it's got green and red stripes on the middle, got a little bit of a homage to the Algerian flag on the badge just there, and I do like Mares as well. Just, I mean, you know, had a big role for Leicester City. Very big role. It was such a good footballer. And, and also, he's become really good at City as well, I have to say. Like, yep. he has probably played more of a part than I thought he would initially with the transfer. I was like, look, if he gets a big money transfer and he sits on the pine, he's not going to be upset. He's actually played really well. I thought he's been really good last season. And he scored a crucial goal in sealing Manchester City's final win over Brighton, which actually won them the league, which yes. was good. Uh, Brand enjoyed that. I still think that I like him no. absolutely upset by it. It no. really annoys you. It's quite funny. It does. But maybe there's another Liverpool fan out there potentially listening. No idea who. No one in particular who just hears it no, and goes, probably, ah, stings. Probably too busy like shopping online for all the Champions League merch that we can get because we actually won something, unlike yeah. Fulham. Although you did win the championship playoff. Yeah, 100%. How'd, yeah, how'd that go? It's great. It was worth more than the Champions League final. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, it is. In terms of monetary value, it is. But I yeah, mean, I'm sure. We're now not in the Premier League, but I mean, that's fun. That's so fun. where are you not now? You're not in the Premier League. No, okay. I don't want to be. No, I don't okay. want to be. Lovely. Brilliant. Um, anyway, so you've made a return though, mate, to the kit bag segment, which is good. I'm, I'm glad you're back because you had a bit of a hiatus last week. You said you weren't feeling it. You're back in the zone. Did the boycott, feel refreshed. Um, <laughs> I have to also say last week's game that we went to afterwards was freezing cold. Um, but oh, yeah, on Monday night, yeah. yeah. That was so cold. Um, but no, I kind of got a bit excited this week because obviously the FA Cup draw, which we'll get into, yep. um, Adelaide United drew Melbourne Knights. Yes. And also just started to see a couple of the A-League clubs go back to training this week. Yeah. And plenty so, of signings yeah, as well. Yeah, plenty of signings, new coaches. I think there's a breath of fresh air going into the league this year. So... Just saw, you know, a little bit of uh, Adelaide United with the new Dutch manager. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to pull out Adelaide United kit for those two reasons this week. So this is the actual kit that we wore. Not not player worn, but it was the... The same kit. The same kit that we won the grand final with. Yep. Um, And it's a great kit. I love it. Um, It's just just very clean, very sharp, very very nice. Yeah, Yeah. it's when we started to, I think, get good Macron kits going on. Yep. Um, It's it's basic, but it's, it's... 
good basic. Yeah, and I or do, simple. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's also my tagline is basic but good basic. Yes, good. Yeah, um, brilliant. But I actually sort of looked at it the other day, and there's quite a few kit manufacturers now in the A League. You know, when it used to just be all Reebok kits. Yeah. Um, but I quite liked that. Branson, you've also brought a little treat to the table this week, haven't you? I have. I have brought a ball. Mm. And this is a bit, of, a bit of a special ball. It's a... It was a special ball because it took you about four weeks to find a pump to yeah, pump absolutely. it up. Yeah, absolutely. So many weeks. So many <laughs> weeks. And then I found one and then I'd always forget and then I pumped it up. Then I would forget to bring it over when we actually recorded. But it is now here. Special in that regards. Also special because it was a gift from Alex, our good friend Alex, friend of the show. Yeah. It is a... Lovely ball. It's blue and white. It's got some funky patterns on it, but the story behind it is uh, quite good. It's a park social soccer ball. So I believe the story is you buy one of these and then for every ball that they sell, they then give another one to a a kid in the disadvantaged community. Yes. So upon thinking about it, though, we got given it as a gift. So I don't know if we helped. Well, there's a lot of... um there's a lot of just people purchasing these and a lot of sort of media going on with it. I know that there's also a collab with Uniqlo as well. Uniqlo have yep. got some um, shirts out for it at the moment. So it's a really good cause um, because I think what we do is we take for granted our access to football and mm-hmm. just how easy it is to go get a ball and have a kick. And there are people in the world who don't have that level of access. Yep. This is one of those things that is looking at rectifying that all for it. Um, get behind it. It's a great cause. We'll throw up some links, and it's a great-looking ball, too. Very cool. Cool yep. ball, cool story. Doesn't get much better than that. It is, and I'm going to throw the ball behind me. Are you? Nice. Good. Didn't break anything. Excellent. Um, but we are going to break something, Branson. We're going to break into this round's action. Absolutely. We've got a loaded week, and started off with a mighty... Well, I don't know. So many adjectives can be used to describe it. Shocking, surprising, huge... Um, uh, those are all terrible adjectives. Great one, Brant. Yeah, anyway, I really wanted you to throw a noun in there or something, like the, and I'm like, no, Brant, and that's not what it is. No, that was pretty disappointing by Brand though. But anyway, Bentley Greens 1, Dandenong Thunder 3. Will, tell me about it. What a bloody game. Ooh. I reckon when I was thinking of getting into NPL Victoria, this is exactly the kind of game I was looking for. On the form book, Dandy Thunder should have been nowhere near oh. this game. Um... You know, and it kind of looked like that from the get-go. First half was all Bentley Greens. You know, they went a goal up early through Thurtle, and it was one of those sort of scrappy goals that you go, yeah, that's a kind of dandy on thunder goal to concede. Yep, exactly. So the game's going to script, and then Brandon Barnes pulls off some really fancy footwork after a botched clearance to tuck it in past the keeper, just up in the right sort of... Um, on the right-hand sort of upright. Really, really nice finish. I would say that that was goal of the night for mine. But then... Dandy Thunder, 1-1, threw the script out the window. Brandon Barnes comes back, scores an absolute cracker from about 25 yards, leaving Ryan Scott pretty much anchored to the spot. And I'm not sure if it was a bad goalkeeping or a good shot. It looked like a yeah. goalkeeper. Should have got something on it, but... Maybe saw it late. Who knows, though? Yes, who knows? But it was still a cracking shot, you know? We always say, make the keeper work, and he definitely did that. Keeper didn't work. Um, so we're now Dandong Thunder, 2-1 up, and you go going, well, this is ridiculous. At this stage, the script has been picked up, doused in petrol, and set on fire as George Opola scores an absolute worldie from 30 yards, where Brandon Barnes' shot was hit from distance and could have been a bit better goalkeeping. Scott gets across to this one and gets a hand to it, but it just goes cannoning in because it's hit so goddamn well. 
That's a 3-1 come from behind win for Dan North Thunder away from home. And it was absolute scenes on the pitch. Georgopoulos is running off, gets tackled to the ground. Everyone dies on top of him. It was really, really good. I absolutely loved it. Um, so, Bran, I had a good question for you for this one. What was your pick for goal of the game? Because there's kind of three crackers there for Dandy Thunder. And I can't, I, I think my, my personal one is that fancy curler from Brandon Barnes. But, yep. you know, the 25-yard stonker, the George Oculus Thunder Bastard. What is your pick? Well, I'm with you on the first one. I just think that was sort of more of like a pure footballing goal. Where it was just sort of like, you know, good build-up, good skill. He barely had half a yard to finish that. But I reckon my favourite was probably Barnes' second goal. Just because I love a shoe rocket. Because he just sort of hits it. It's like the classic you're there. If I was at the game, you you would have been like, shoot. And then he does. And then he hits it and it goes in. And you go, that's bananas. Yeah. And, you know, just the fact that that gave Danny Thunder the lead. I just, that was that was my pick for goal. Yes. But what a huge result. Amazing. Amazing. A massive result. And look, so that three points takes them off the bottom. Yep. Not only does it take them off the bottom, it takes them up into 12th. Yep. Which is just a yeah, huge. huge, huge game to win. Um, Bentley sit pretty in second, um, but now they're only two points clear of Heidelberg, and they're probably more looking at their tail now and less looking ahead at Avondale. Mm-hmm. But, you know, still got a couple of games to go, but, you know, that for mine was match of the round. George Opolis, that goal, the celebration, see what it meant to the guys, makes me think that Daniel Thunder might actually have a little bit of hope in staying up this year. Yeah. So keen to see where that one goes, but... It was a dandy double this round, Branson. It was. It was. Dandenong City 1, Hume City nil. Wow, the wheels just keep on rolling. Well, yeah, exactly. Dandy City have been arguably the informed team of the of the, of the the competition lately. I mean, those three A-League signings, uh, big sash there. I don't know what it is if it's a combination of, of everything, but for whatever reason, everything is now all of a sudden just firing on all cylinders for Dandy City. They keep on rolling again. It wasn't the most exciting match ever. There wasn't a whole lot to talk about or worth talking about in the first half. I mean, Hume keeper Michael Weir made a superb save in the first half from a close range header. Great stop. Kept the scores at nil all at halftime. Dandy, I mean, they eventually broke the deadlock into the second half. Uh, the goal ended up coming through an own goal, though. Uh, it was a cross deflected in off Hume's Harry Monaghan, but... Monaghan, mate. Monaghan, yeah. Oh, and how can you not pronounce that name? Yeah. Far out. Didn't realise we were going to be that upset. Oh, I know, but I was just reading that one. I'm like, Branson's got this one. Oh, but I knew I'd screw it up as soon as I said it to him. Yeah, it's not how it's said, mate. I'm like, what have I done? Anyway, moving on, because otherwise (laughs) I'm just going to be right Um, That goal, in the end, was all dandy, really neat. I mean, Hume... To be honest, they didn't really do a lot. They were a little bit disappointing. Had a look at the stats and I think they only had like five shots and three on target. I was surprised it was that many. To be honest, it felt like fewer. Mm. Uh, and it was just, you know, a little, little bit of a slip up for Hume City. Dandy though, I mean, undefeated in their last eight, five wins in there, three draws, undefeated run includes results against the Knights, Avondale and Bentley. I mean, the win, it doesn't necessarily do them a lot on the table in terms of they stay in 11th, but it keeps them well within the finals hunt. Uh, and we saw, you know, Danny Thunder get a win. So now City, they're six points clear mm-hmm. of that drop. So they've still got that big gap. And I mean, you're looking at the teams ahead of them. They're only... They're, they're the teams that are starting to sink. 
Yeah, and I mean, they're, they're still six points away from the finals. It probably wasn't helped a lot by the teams above them and around them all winning this weekend as well. But, I mean, a, an, another positive result for them, and they keep just trending in the right direction, and that's going to be huge for them. Uh, flipping the script a little bit, talking about Hume, I mean, they've been brought back towards that chasing pack a little bit. Uh, can't close the gap on the top three, particularly with Bentley losing, would have been yeah. a good chance for them to make up the make up some ground there. Um, but for Hume, I mean, they still I think see- it's a blip for Hume. It feels like more of a blip for Hume than a oh, they could be in serious trouble. Yeah, and and we've seen this from Hume before, where they get a good result against some good teams, and then get a poor result against some teams that maybe they should have beaten. But I mean, Dandy City, their their ladder position now is just totally misleading. Yeah, I, I given their form. Yeah, yeah, but I think they can climb. I think they can definitely. Yeah, climb. absolutely. And I mean, you sort of answered it a little bit in there, but I was going to ask, what do you what do you reckon the loss means for Hume, if if anything? Yeah, look, it's one of those ones where they're so far ahead, away from. I think it's third. I think they're a good five odd points, so it's not going to be too impactful. But look, it's one of those ones where if you're in fourth. You're probably gonna you're a lock in for making the finals this far out, so long as nothing catastrophic happens. You'd think so, yep. So you know they can go away and they can just kind of have this odd blip on the radar, and they're still gonna make finals. Whereas there are teams around them, sort of a little bit lower, that need to start putting games together, or they might miss out. You know, yep. Knights are an absolute candidate for that. And I know Knights are quite far from Hume, but you know it, it's one of those ones where I think you, Hume would not be too upset being in the position that they're in because they probably acknowledge they're not going to win it. But they're not going to miss out on the finals from here. Yeah, and if I'm Hume, I'm looking forward more to, more to next week. You know, tough loss to Bentley. Bentley a good tough loss to Dandy City. Dandy City revitalised team, whole new team. Not the worst thing ever. They mm. play Port Melbourne next week. That's got to be points. You'd think so. Port Melbourne at home. That would be the one that they that they want to win. I reckon. Yes, and there was a home game this week that did not result in a home win. Avondale one, Green Gully two. Ran. There's a wobble on Avondale's road to glory. Well, this is just a huge missed opportunity for, for Avondale. I mean, they came into the game, they knew Bentley had lost. So they knew that they had a chance, if, they, if they'd won here, to really open up quite a big gap to at least a second place. Heidelberg still had to play. And I mean, to be honest, things were looking good at the start. I mean, Liam Bowen gave them... An early lead, but his goal was cancelled out right before halftime, thanks to a lovely goal from uh, Andy Brennan. Sumptuous, wasn't it? It was a delightful through ball from Alex Salmon. Just, you know, a couple of triangles going on in there, then a nice through pass, finds him in space, and then, you know, one-on-one, just first touch, nice little nice little goal. But, uh, you know, so one all at, at, at halftime. Both teams then came within inches of scoring and giving their side the lead in the second half. Uh, Bolin and Alex Hammond both hit the post. Uh, Bolin had a little toe poke that just seemed to, well, it really was in slow motion. It just sort of poked towards the goal. It slowly rolled there. And I was at this game watching from the sidelines. You had no idea if it was going in or if it was going wide. You just sort of see it creep wide. And then Alex Hammond sliding effort hit the post as well. This one, though, I mean, it looked destined for a draw, but then right at the end, a costly turnover, though, from Avondale. Yeah, a costly turnover from Avondale in stoppage time. Joey Katabian, I mean, he played a, a poor pass straight back to Salmon, a neat little one-two, then put him through on goal. I think it was Maddie Reed, the Avondale defender, tried a last-ditch tackle, couldn't 
get the ball or bring him down. Salmon threw on goal, tucked it away and snatches victory for Gully. And this is just an absolutely huge result for Avondale because we've seen this a few times now this year where they could have won a game. If they'd won it, it would have been huge in terms of really opening a gap on yes, top of the... giving on, them a lot of breathing absolutely. space. Absolutely. They could absolutely be 10, 11, 12 points clear at the moment if they'd taken those sort of missed opportunities and they haven't. So now they're only five points clear of Bentley. I mean, it, it does help that Bentley lost, but Heidelberg, they've got a game in hand. If they win, all of a sudden, one game separating those two teams. And I mean... Any anything could happen, but I mean, I want I want to get what your thoughts. So, are these missed opportunities for Avondale going to cost them eventually, or do you reckon they're good enough, or that you know these sort of results, you know, I mean, are going to happen to every team? And the fact that they had such a good start just sort of means that they can afford a slip up or two, or should they be worried? Look, I think what it does is it doesn't. It's not so binary in terms of are they going to you know finish first or not. I think it's far more of they're playing themselves into an area where their destiny may not be in their own hands. You know, the reason why they're still sitting pretty out in front is because other teams around them are dropping points as well. But if they had just gone on and they're, they're being more clinical with finishing off and seeing out these games, then I think it wouldn't matter what the other teams did around them. Mm. Now, that probably doesn't matter too much now, but when you're going into the final three weeks of this season, that's probably going to be a tight top of the table. And yeah. well, there I- are teams around them that I think are far more seasoned at that run-in. Yeah. You know, Heidelberg and Bentley stand out for mine as two teams that... Late, late charges in the season are, are their forte. And you mentioned those two teams. Those are Avondale's last two opponents in the yes. regular season. So that's just going to be, going to be huge. And I was sort of listening to Avondale head coach Zora Markovsky after the game and he was saying, oh, sorry, before this game and he was saying that Avondale sort of haven't been, or he didn't think Avondale had been outplayed by any team this year. Like the games that they lost were sort of, of their own volition. Yeah, exactly. And this is just a, a sort of another example. So it's sort of like, whilst that's great that they haven't necessarily been outplayed, it's sort of on the flip side. You're sort of looking and going, well, okay, well, you've thrown a bunch away. So is that is that a trend? And you've just, I don't know, it's just sort of, we, we said, can they do it on a rainy day in sunshine? It was bucketing on Saturday. They just, I don't know, they just, uh, I think this is a thing. They're not invincible. By no means well, are they invincible. Well, this is what I get from Avondale as well, is that, Yes, they can talk the talk a bit in terms of that, but getting points, there's times where, yes, they might not get outplayed by other teams, but they they don't grab games by the scruff of the neck themselves. Yeah. And so, you know, the onus then needs to be on them to be better to pull those games forward. It's, you know, yes, cool, if teams are not playing best against them, then that's fine, but they still need to just go and get the three points themselves, and they need to be in control of that. Absolutely, and they did that in the first half of the year, but haven't done it yet. Teams, though, another terrible segment. Moving on. Next game, though, mate. Port Melbourne. No, I've got to go and try a segue. No, try a segue. Right, Come no, on. I've lost it. I've lost it. I tried to oh, force you it. Twat. No, that's all right. I'll work on it. I'll learn my lesson. I'll, you know, listen to it on the tape, draw up, take notes, all that sort of stuff. Just Come triangles, back. mate. It's word triangles. Yeah, I didn't pull it off. My <laughs> adjectives, my word tri- It's not good considering I'm a journalist. Terrible. Anyway, next game. Port Melbourne, Melbourne Knights. You watched this one. Tell me about it. I watched this one. It was quite interesting. So it was Port Melbourne 2, Melbourne Knights 1. And if you look at that scoreline, you go, yep, okay, Melbourne Knights standard. They're just tanking down very hard. Um, but it was actually a pretty even first half. Neither team was able to take advantage. But it, I think the first half was showed enough to be like, look, this kind of pays away for a good second half. I've often seen games like this where two teams play quite well in the first. No one's really clearly edging it. 
So they come out in the second and both teams have had a bit of a pep talk and they come out just all guns blazing. There's like three red cards, 19 goals and, you know, referee gets like a cramp or something in the last three minutes because it's so, so bonkers. And, you know, we didn't really get that, but both teams did start well in the second. Awad continues to impress in my books. He pounced on a follow-up shot from a pretty difficult angle to put Knights 1-0 up. Um, but Port showed some serious bottle, you know, to not only equalise through a very tidy finish from Kanagaya, um, sort of a cutback ball that had come across. It, it seemed like something that Knights had a problem with was Port going pretty much to the byline and then chucking it back in and it not being perfectly defended. So Kunagaya puts it 1-1. Um, but then Port Melbourne went on to take the lead through a very similar bit of play. Um, Beakhurst this time was on the end of it. So again, a ball is getting in behind that defense. No one really marking space in the area. It's just Beakhurst was in the right place at the right time. Um, and look, the result is probably the biggest takeaway from the game. You know, it was a close contest, but three points to Port Melbourne. Um, this season jump from like 10th last week up to 7th. The big one with that is that they leapfrog Melbourne Knights, who are now sitting in ninth on 23 points. Well, they're actually, the, the Knights are actually in 10th. And Port Melbourne are actually eighth, but they're still very close to the finals. Yes, yeah, I was doing that for everyone at home to see if they were paying attention. And to see if they had the live ladder yeah. brought up as well, yes. like we do? Yeah, 100%. Um, <laughs> so, where you couldn't pronounce a very standard name, yeah, I can't yeah. do basic reading or yeah, mathematics, so well done, we are We are very semi-professional by nature. There is one stat that I do not like about the Knights, if I'm honest with you, and that's since the start of May. I had a little bit of a look back through. So, since the start of May, the Knights have only got two wins and one draw. So, that's, 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 that's not shocking. Good. Two that's wins, one good. draw. That has seen them drop from third at the start of May down to 10th. That is a huge drop. That is, like, biblical proportions. Mm. Um, and, you know, I as much as, you know, we keep talking about Knights just being nowhere in the league, obviously they've got some FFA Cup coming up. That'll be really cool, but... Brand, I wanted to ask you, is this maybe the start of something for Port, though? You know, they got to jump a couple of places. They got to move up the table. And, you know, they're beating teams around them. Is this the start of some sort of finals push for Port? I'm going to say it could be. And the reason why I'm saying it could be is I think Port Melbourne are a very could-be team. They could be good. They could be bad. But they're just sort of in the middle, to be honest. I still don't think they will make finals. Like, I just don't think they will, but they're, they're certainly capable of it. I think the problem, and we sort of mentioned it a bit last week, is they're sort of a little bit too, too flawed in terms of getting those results, games that they should get points at, you know, too, too hot and cold. My gut feeling has always been important. Even if they get to the finals, there's no consistency from them. So they're not going to go deep in the finals. Yeah. I feel like if you were a team in the finals and you got Port first first round, you'd be like, yeah, sweet. We're not too stressed about this one. I, I think there are better... I think there are teams around Port who are in better form and better shape to make a late run and take one of those final spots. But, I mean, Port, the, to their credit, they're, they're right in that battle. Like, they're only three points behind a final spot. Mm-hmm. So they're well and truly in that hunt. So, I mean, I think they could, but... Taking a flip side, looking at the Knights, because part of the reason they've dropped as well, and wanted to sort of talk about something as well, is we saw that they had points deducted during the Cup. Do we we want to talk about now or do we want to talk about later? No, 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 we can talk about now. I mean, look, it's one of those ones where it's not solely for the flares as well. There was some abuse of referees and stuff. And it's something that I'm sort of working on in the background because I've got a couple of friends around Australia who 
referee and it's you know I've they've sort of told me reports of um going off and having yelled at them you know sleep with one eye open I'm gonna rape and murder your mother tonight and it's like the reason why FFV is now starting to dish out points deductions is mm-hmm. I think look we know flares is one I actually don't think flares should get you docked points but whatever you know that's the prerogative of uh, Australian football at the moment but you know like there's just a fundamental human thing of yelling abuse at people who are doing a job that I don't think is there's a good place for it. So I'm actually kind of glad they got a fine for it. But, you know, I think it just falls down to fans more so than anything. I don't I don't like the clubs get fined for bad mm-hmm. fan behaviour, but the clubs now have to turn around and start taking responsibility for their fans. When the fans have to take responsibility for their own actions as well. I mean, and we don't know what was said, but I think the FFE mentioned something might have been of a racial nature. We won't speculate. You were at the game, though, and you said you really enjoyed the atmosphere and the flair stuff, so that it was did, good. Yeah, but it's, it's, just, it's just taking it to that next level. Yeah. But, I mean, the thing for the Knights, though, is this just... We talked about their torrid league form. We both quite like them. We both would quite like to see them do well, but this just hurts them even more. Another three points in that tight-loaded oh, yeah. loaded midsection. I mean, it, it, without that point deduction, they'd be sitting... Seventh, you know, mm. ahead of South and Port, and now they're tenth, and now they have to try to catch up to those teams. Yep. It just makes things harder for them. I would say Melbourne Knights is my favourite ground to go to to watch football. I would say that, like, because- after this far into the season, that is my favourite place to go watch football. And it's just a shame that on the park they're not they're not following it up. But do you know who else didn't get on the park this weekend, Branson? Great segue. Good one, Heidelberg triangles, <laughs> Heidelberg and Oakley Cannons. Brand, no. tell us about this outstanding fixture. <laughs> well, there's not a lot to talk about in this one. Uh, it was delayed due to the torrential rain, unplayable conditions. Uh, all this sort of does, though, is sort of add to the suspense because we've now got a game in hand. Scenario. Well, absolutely. And yeah. so, if Heidelberg beat Oakley, they close that gap to Avondale to just three points, and that's huge. Yeah. So, I mean. I don't think I've seen anywhere they haven't announced a make-up date for the game. We'll see how it goes, but, I mean, who knows? But we'll just have to sort of keep an eye on this one and keep it on the back burner and see how it goes. We we went on a burner. Didn't pick this one. I mean, I sort of picked it, but I didn't pick the result. Our tone of Magic 3, Kingston City 1. So, thought Kingston had a little bit more life in them. I saw this one as a possible set of points for them. Brand, what, what went on in this game? Well... It's funny you mention that because Kingston, they did have some life in this yeah. one, you know. So they, fresh off a win last week, they took the lead early in this one as well. I think they scored about, you know, the the 10th minute and carrying it on from last week. You sort of looking in and going, all right, here we go. Kingston finding their straps on track for another potential, you know, upset win, big win for them. But it turned out it, it just wasn't to be. I mean, they took the lead, didn't do a whole lot. After that, to be honest, Altona equalised uh, through a penalty just before the break. Pretty tight start to the second half. Uh, not a ton of chances for either team. Uh, but eventually, though, the Magic did take the lead late with about 10 minutes to go through. John McShane. But Are you going to pronounce that John MC Cheney? I should have. I could have. <laughs> well, I could have, but I didn't. So hopefully this is a sign the brand's trending back to some sort of slightly better form but who knows i mean i could butcher something else anyway <laughs> scenes laid on in this one classic stuff absolutely love it kingston keeper satoshi osugi gets sent off in the 90th minute for a foul he comes running well out of his area gets sent off for a foul uh gets a straight red i'm not too sure why it was a straight red it didn't look that obvious to me but anyway uh the classic part here is of course kingston had already made all three of their subs being the 91st minute 
Keeper gets sent off, which means, Will, that there is an outfield player in goals and we just one love it. One of our favourite oh. things. It is one of the most cherished moments in world football. Isn't oh. it? There is there is any league in the world that you could put in front of my eyes. If you said that at some point a goal, a, a defender is going to go in goals, yeah. oh, I'm going to watch that league. And it's a classic because it's one of those things where it, it happens at probably about once a year. Or like once, yeah. like it's a yeah. shoe in for once a year in and one. It's of, sustain, in one of the, yeah, it sustains you for a year. It's kind of like how an, an anaconda will eat like one meal every nine months. Yeah. But that's me with outfield players <laughs> yeah. in goal. Yeah, and it's just a thing of beauty, you know. But anyway, so it's the classic. The uh, Kingston City player gets sent off, and before he goes off, he has to take his shirt off and you know give his gloves to someone else. In the end, I think it was Simo Jovanovic, the uh, Kingston uh, captain, who I believe is a defender, had to go in goals. Uh, the Magic actually scored from the ensuing free kick on an own goal from Kingston. So semi-professional in so many ways, outfield player in goal, own goal, and then, to be fair, he's not a goalkeeper, but Jovanovic's effort to stop the own goal from going in was very non-goalkeeper-ish. But anyway, uh, going back to the result here, Kingston, though, I mean, they fall back to the bottom of the table. Which is a bit of, you know, a bit of a hard one to, to have to deal with after, you know, that great feeling of climbing off the bottom last yeah. week. They now sink back down there. It's going to be tough for them. It's always going to be tough. I don't know what else to, what else to really say about that other than, you know, they're going to have to start getting results. But I mean, it's not, we saw last week that it's not all over for them. They do have you know, positive signs and a chance yeah. in the first they 10 minutes points. of this one. They, they took the lead. They can't have positive signs. They need points. And I think Magic go, they, they're seeing pretty in sixth or something, aren't they? Yeah, they are. And, and, and for the Magic, it's, it's, it's a good win for them. Yeah. Cool. Um, now I'm just going to jump straight to mine. This doesn't deserve a segue this game. I'm absolutely salty, Branson, when I saw that you were divvying up the games and you assigned me Sunday afternoon, South Melbourne versus Pasco Vale. Yep. My name next to it. I was like, Oh my God. I don't think I can do this. Really? I think yeah. I like the Sunday afternoon games. Well, like the Sunday afternoon games, not when it's not informed South Melbourne versus <laughs> very not informed Pasco Vale on the after the the day after a very rainy Saturday. Um, so look, it was a one 0 win to South Melbourne against an opposition that they probably should be putting five past. But yep. you know, you can look at three points, and that's all that's going to matter at the end of the day. Marafiotti scored in the second half, um, getting on the end of a good ball into the penalty area, but it was pretty suspect defending. There was a back line that was suspiciously not a line. Um, that, you know, that South were able to use their pace to exploit the space in behind. And, you know, Marafiotti's been, you know, good, good this year. I like watching him, but it was a pretty dour game other than that. They both had their chances, but it was not a game that was going to be decided by individual brilliance. It was going to be decided by, you know, pretty standard kicking the ball around a pitch for 90 minutes and someone scoring. Um, but I also wanted to pretty much throw to you now, Branson, and ask the question of, is South Melbourne versus Pasco Vale currently the most boring fixture in Victorian football on a Sunday afternoon? Oh, could well be. Could well be. I'm sort of sorry. As I was thinking that, I was trying to... Thinking of other fixtures. Yeah. I was thinking about it all while watching this game and... <laughs> <laughs> I, Is I there just, a game I want to watch less than this yeah, one? Yeah. Well, the other thing that sort of, you know, really hindered uh, Pasco Vale for this week, and it's going to hinder them a lot for the rest of the season, is they had some key departures during the week. So Michael Ferrante left, uh, Lucas Santilli left, but crucially, Davey Van Schip is also 
gone. Yeah. After a good start to the season, he's done pretty much not much. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's not looking good for Paco at the moment. And no. I wonder if they are the lead balloon that is going to save Kingston, pretty much. Uh, potentially. The problem with Kingston is they're going to need to jump another team, which looks like it's going to be Danny Thunder. So that looks like they're going to be their main rivals. Mm-hmm. Pasco Vale, I mean, they're in trouble. They're in yeah. big trouble. For South, let's talk about some positives. Good result for South. Again, they're right on the cusp of the top six now. Uh, I mean, they could make the finals. Uh, they sit oh, seven. They're, they're just frustrating to watch at they times, are. to be honest with you, because I, I, when they're on, they're on, and I, I love watching them, but I just saw this one, and I'm like, from a distance, I know this is not going to be a classic. Yeah, but it's, I don't know. Like The same as Port, they're, they're in the could-make-it bin, so, I mean, we'll see how it goes with them. Um, on the bin, let's put the review bit in the bin and jump to the FFA Cup bit because it was probably a little bit of a lacklustre draw oh. by the whole of it. But Victoria, I feel, got blessed a little bit here. Yeah, well, the FFA Cup, uh, it, it is a bit of a weird one. It's always hard when you've got eight of the A-League teams playing each other because, you know, yes. all, all, all those NPL teams or NPL 2 or whatever that, they want an A-League team. They want a big fixture, you know, and we want to see... Oh, I like that. I like that format because oh, no, it I'm... kicks out half of the A-League oh, teams abso- early on. Absolutely. No, I, I totally get why it's in there, but at least for the first round, it's sort of like a little bit not that exciting because you only get... I would say A-League teams should come in a round early. You I think there should be. A, I think there should be a playoff earlier for that but yeah. anyway well, um, let's rattle through the fixtures so we've got Melbourne Victory taking on Newcastle Jets that's yep. one of the all A league affairs yep Tigers FC versus Hume City the next one is a cracker Bulleen at the Veneto Club host Moreland Zebras that is ridiculous all MPL 2 yeah MPL 2 yeah all MPL 2 affair um, Melbourne Knights will host Adelaide United yep, half the reason why I'm wearing yep, my jersey absolutely. this week um, and Campbelltown City will take on Melbourne City in the tale of two cities. Yep. Melbourne City will, of course, have their new coach for that. Melbourne Victory will have their new coach. Adelaide United, who are well, FFA well, well, Cup champions, and, will have to travel to Melbourne Knights. And, and their new coach. Exactly. It's got a lot of scripts there for it. Bram, what's your favourite game out of that batch? What are you keen to go off and see? Well, I've got two. So the first one that I really like is just because, you know, like the classic, what are the odds? Uh, I'm sure someone could actually calculate the odds for mm. the draw, but Boleyn against Moreland. Just because the fact that they both made it through, like, oh, you know, like, this is great. Who, where are we going to travel to next? Yeah, so like, this is great, you know, and then, you know, they draw each other. So, like, that's sort of a, you know, a bit of a classic. So, I, I, I'm looking forward to that one. It's Again, it's a good sign because it means that one NPL2 team will advance and then potentially take on mm-hmm. an A-League team or another big club. But I think the one, the obvious one is the Knights against... Adelaide United. That's yeah. going to be huge. It had to be. It had to be at Knights as well. And, yeah. If yeah. it was Knights traveling to Adelaide, it would have been a little bit less good. But the fact yeah. that it's, you know, at a home of football that Australia knows and sort of celebrates, yeah. it's going to be great. Well, it is, and it's just going to be a big match. And you know, we've talked about how Melbourne Knights aren't doing too great in the league. They are putting all of their eggs in that FFA Cup basket, aren't they? Well, yeah. Well, this is a great chance for them to really, you know, do something super, super positive in the FFA Cup. Yeah. And it's a great chance for all their fans to come out and show why they're good fans after the negative stuff from the last round of the FFA Cup. Yes. Because they are great fans. They are super passionate. So a good chance for all of the Knights. Exactly. Um, jumping to the WMPL. Yep. Whoa. Wow. What a round. This Whoa. was one of my favorite rounds of WMPL, I have to say. Um, so big news. We go through it every week. Did Southern United win? 
Southern United are now undefeated in two games. That is absolutely outrageous. That is, is that is something I'm not sure we saw happening. And why are they undefeated? Do they get two wins, two hard-fought draws? What's going on? Look, they just got two postponed games. So yeah, the weather great. has been their saviour. But I wonder if they're now starting <laughs> to water the pitch before games. Yeah. Just to really give them a chance of games ah. being called off. Um, so I'm quite happy with that. I called it. Look, I was still out in front. There was a Heidelberg game that was postponed oh, yeah, as well. Yep, yep. So that now means there's like a game in game in hand as much as they're now. Like I think it was like eight points clear. There's a game in hand there, so it's not a true reflection. But one game really grabbed my eye, and it was Geelong Galaxy scored six. Yep. But they managed to lose to Senior NTC, who scored eight. That's ridiculous. Fourteen goal thriller. It's absolutely, and it was like. It was goal for goal. It wasn't like one team went 6-0 up and then bottled it and lost 8-6. Yep. You know, it was really interesting. Another thing that kind of shocked me out of that one was that, and I'm not sure if this is just me not fully understanding some of the rules that are in place in, you know, same professional football, but mm-hmm. Senior NTC made five subs. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned that. I don't know... If that's a thing, like, why are they allowed to do that? Yeah, so I was... I mean, we could potentially be quite ignorant here and just have no idea. But it was really interesting, and I was like, hmm, interesting. I mean, maybe that's... Maybe they got docked. I just don't get it. But if they did make five subs, maybe they put two extra people and that explains why they got eight goals. Well, having a look, it looks like Calder made four. So it looks like teams might just... I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Interesting. Oh, anyway, oh, yeah, I something, like something we hadn't noticed before. Yes. Um, look, and I think that pretty much does us for the review section. Yes. Join us in a couple of seconds. We're going to jump into part two, the segments part of the show, where we look at the broader world of football. Join us back in a couple of seconds. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to part two of episode, is it 21? Did we get it right? 21 yes, in the semi potty. We do our maths here. We do it well. Um, let's kick it off, Branson. Every week, we look around the world of football for things that were so semi-professional. And I'm going to kick it off because one of my favorite footballers, Luis Suarez, had an absolute goldie of a week for giving us ammunition for things that are semi-professional. So in one game... He has not only appealed for a penalty for the goalkeeper handballing it, yep. which I just think is great. Um, he kind of does this amazing thing where he tries to sort of rescue his um, appeal, where he sort of does a pirouette. Mm-hmm. So it's as beautiful as it is depressing. Um, that was the first thing that he did in that game. Now, Branson, I'm going to cut to you for your one. Yep. So, well, the thing that I like that was that's so semi-professional, and I mean, we talked about it before, but just the fact that, that it was an outfield keeper in goals. And the Kingston City game, just love it, just because it is so semi-professional by nature, in particularly because the player, doesn't matter if it's in the NPL or if it's in the Premier League or the MLS or the L-League or whatever, the outfield player who goes in there is not a goalkeeper. So they're going in there and they're kind of not necessarily very good. They are very much... And I like how it was. it resulted in a goal. Yes, you know, yeah, like, it was, was only brilliant. It was only in goals for about thirty seconds. Yeah, and had to fish one out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which just sort of sucks. But like, whenever they go in, it's semi-professional by nature because I mean, you'd think that they're not that great. And sometimes you see brilliance from outfield players in goals. Yeah. Sometimes you don't. We didn't see it today, but that's what I thought was uh, quite semi-professional. Back to Luis Suarez. Luis Suarez, another favourite one of mine, is a pitch invader runs onto the field. Are you done clicking? Yeah. 
Mate, look at Branson here. He's just doing his online shopping um, while we're fucking doing the podcast. 100% not doing my online shopping. Mate, you are I was trying to subtly add something I just thought of. But Mate. anyway, are you going to... Yes, Are you, uh, you going to recur me or what are you going to do? Yeah, well, we should actually have cards on the oh, podcast. Could do, Why yeah, don't we like, have them? New idea. Yellow card every time you mispronounce a really standard name. Or yellow card every time you get a team wrong on the ladder. Oh yeah, like this. It's straight red for whenever you decide to no, not wear... No, straight red. What no, would straight red no. be? Well, straight red would be when you decide to not wear a bloody kit for kit oh, bag. Yeah. You, yeah, that's pretty bad. You muppet. Um, yeah. Yep. Or well, getting the like the number wrong of the episode, that would have to be straight red. Yeah, we're both sent off for that. Suspended. Yeah, <laughs> neither of us. That one went straight <laughs> through us both. Yeah, no good. Um, no, so Luis <laughs> Suarez, uh, pitch invader, runs onto the pitch and gets tackled by a player... And Luis Suarez asks the referee for a red card. Well, he doesn't just ask the referee. That's a bit of an understatement. <laughs> he runs at the referee as if one of his own players had just been brought down by a scything scissor tackle. Now, very interesting turn of events with this one, though, because I think it was the Guardian Football Weekly spoke about it. Luis Suarez is actually correct to ask the referee to send off the player. Hmm. So, in the laws, it is apparently, it's like, a red card offence is if someone has violent conduct against a player, like an opposition player, a teammate, um, a supporter, or like, like literally anyone in the, in the stadium. So, right. you know, if you think like Eric Cantona fly kicking a fan. Right. Yeah. Yep. 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 Should go for that. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Louis Suarez suspiciously, and I, I'm not sure if he, well, no, that's what, well, that's what for, I was going to ask. Do you reckon he knew that yeah. rule? For so, a man who bites people three times, oh. I don't think he's most knowledgeable at the rules. But yeah. if he was, very clever. Well, do you reckon actually. he's out there and he's going, hey, excuse me, referee, uh, rule 77 bylaw 4 says that a player cannot do anything to anyone. I mean, I'm not great at lip reading, but I don't think that's what he was no, It was probably also <laughs> in Spanish, which makes it hard. Yes. Um, Fran, next one from you, mate. Well... This was sort of more of a more of a question for you for that so semi professional. But one thing that I think could well be is the fact so the Copper America goes straight to penalties. Yeah, I'm at, so at, at about the this. end of full time. Mm. What what do you think about that? Because I'll be honest, there's a lot of me that hates extra time. Like maybe extra time is just too long. I'm not sure if I just hate it or mm. that it's. Like, I just think running an extra 30 minutes, more often than not, you get two things in extra time. You get, mostly it's teams not wanting to make a mistake. Right, yeah. Which makes football boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yep. so yep. if you just cut that yep. out of the game, then you know you go to penalties. I mean, penalties are a bullshit harsh way to do it. But Well, well that's what I was going to say, because like, I, I feel like losing on a penalty shootout is not an accurate reflection of who was the better team. Yeah. So, you know, by cutting out extra time, like if, if it's still tied after extra time and it has to go to penalties, you go, well, look, you know, we tried everything we could. We had to do it. Mm. But, you know, if you just sort of go straight there, I mean, I think Uruguay got knocked out by Peru on penalties, mm. Chile beat Colombia on penalties, and sort of like... Did those teams deserve to go through? I mean, well, yes. In, in Chile's case, they were I mean, they were is, they were outstanding penalties, yeah, and it's, it's a different. And Uruguay only missed one, yeah, which was Suarez. So, like, it's still quality, but it's sort of like I don't know. I don't know if it's necessarily the best. It's a, I don't know. It's a difficult one though because football is a sport that has draws in it. Like, yes. you know, it is yes. it is designed to have draws. A draw is not a loss in football at times. You know, like there mm-hmm. are sometimes where a draw is a 
almost a win. And so it's one of those ones where it's like, it's one of the more common scores. You know, you've got a win, a loss, and a draw. You know, they're kind of all like an equal spread, pretty much. Yeah. Leagues in the world yep. boast, you know, better sort of results in terms of late goals that change them from being draws. But, you know, it, it's kind of like a very standard result. And so it's never going to be a nice way to split it. No. But... I don't, I don't hate the idea of going straight to penalties, but it's a pretty cruel way. Yeah, maybe it's just, maybe it's just ten minutes. Maybe maybe extra time just needs to be ten minutes. Because of well, because of the three quarterfinals, like oh, in sorry, two, sorry, two of, hours of, of, of the four quarterfinals in the Copa America, three of them were draws and went yeah. straight to penalties, yeah. and teams got knocked out. Yeah. To be fair, I don't think they do that in the semis. Yeah, I think okay. in the semis and the finals it might go to extra time. That's pretty time. good then. I'd kind of pay that. Yeah, I don't know. Just I wasn't fully sold on it, so I wanted to get your opinion and the listeners' opinion. Yeah. Chime in, let us know what you think. But when are we going to start taking callers? Well, right now. Shit. <laughs> I'm not prepared for that. <laughs> if someone happens to yeah, call, if anyone has our number, call us now, and yeah. we will. Uh, oh, yeah, well, yeah, they don't know. Yeah, so if, that's what I was saying. If someone happens to call us for whatever reason, we will answer right now. But that is unlikely. Okay, so what we're going to do next week is we're going to tee up someone to call us. Great. At a time. Excellent. It could be our parents. Good. Could be Tony. Yep. Could be anyone. The suspense. Yeah, right. I like it. Anyway, uh, another thing that you thought that was very semi-professional. Um, FFA Cup's draw stream was not working. That's so good. Brilliant. That's a classic. Apparently it worked for like some people, but it's not for me. On a segue, yeah. talking about the... Draw stream not working. Not so much the stream part of it, but the draw part is what I want to talk about. Mm. My favourite thing is, like, they do this draw. Mm. You know, they do the same for everything. Copa America, World Cup, Champions League, all this sort of stuff, right? They do the draw and it gets to the last ball and they pull it out. And I just always sit there and go... Yeah, you really want it to be something, (laughs) like, that is awry and there's like, oh, shit. Yeah, because they say that. They go, oh, if there's an issue, we have to redo the entire thing. So it's like, if you're, I don't know... If in the World Cup, like what, what was it? Uh, when we drew Chile, the Netherlands, and Spain in Brazil, you know that last yeah. ball's coming out. And you go, please let it be Australia again. Yeah. So we have to redo this entire thing, and we get a better group. Yeah, like I just love that sort of the the nervous tension of ooh, could it happen? And if it was going to happen anywhere, semi-professional football, NPL, oh, FFA I Cup, think, I think could maybe, happen. I think maybe that's what we should do for next draw. Is we should do our own draw, an alternate draw. Oh, I like it. Where yeah, we that's get a the, good Where call. we get the maths wrong and we have like Melbourne victory playing Melbourne victory at home. <laughs> oh, we just do our own alternate draw and we go, hey guys, this is what the FFA Cup did. This is what we did. Which one would you rather watch? What would we use to like? Because we're not using. Like, We'd use George, balls. right? Oh shit! I'd take fucking ages. <laughs> no, He's we'd have to. Mental. We'd have to like. It's another object like thumbtacks. We put the name of a club on thumbtacks and we have to reach into like a a bag and just pull out thumbtacks. You can can reach in. You can reach into that. Um, We're reaching into some very shit areas of this podcast right now, aren't we? Yeah, we're reaching into the sort of what should be the idea stage, flesh it out, planning for segments and then... Once we've had this discussion, we should put it all in the bin rather than bringing it on air. So but few now, of the things that we air. talk about, about like, oh yeah, we should do that. We've just never done because we sleep on it. Well, well, that was stupid. Yeah, some of them are average. <laughs> um, on the topic of average, oh, oh no, it's a terrible segue. What yeah. did we like this week, Branson? I didn't like that segue because the what we liked <laughs> is a, a it's pillar. a great yeah it's, it's a, great. a pillar of yeah. one of the fundamental pillars. You know, but actually, it turns out there aren't many fundamental pillars left because I thought Kitbag was there. Can I just say, I did like that you were not 
blasted, but you did lose the who's better dressed poll when you yeah. didn't wear a kit. If you'd won that, I'd I probably thought there was going to be a god last week, but you all stitched me up because well, I'm people... happy to lose, but it's that I wanted Branson to lose more than I wanted to win. That that's one in that's 100% what I wanted. Ah, uh, yeah. But um, if one then... thing I also like as well, can I just note, is yeah. that we are so boring that even my laptop just went to sleep. Yeah, fair call. Like, <laughs> fair call. How are you guys still listening to this? Thank you for listening, by the way. Um, because but, they want to hear what we liked. And we, we want to hear what they liked. Exactly. So what did you like? I liked Knights drawing Adelaide in the cup. Yep, I great. just think that Good call. If, if you could turn around and go, you've got the Knights and you've got the FFA Cup champions mm-hmm. and you put them in a match. Did you win the, the FFA stadium? Cup last year? Did you yeah. actually do that? Yeah, we beat Sydney FC. Did you? Yeah. Didn't even know that. Yeah, no, great. you didn't. Yeah, we did. In the final? Yes. Didn't Sydney win the quadruple that they won? No, not even slightly. No. Are you sure? Do you watch football? I'd, occasionally. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get Branson to Yeah, Hansel. I'm not convinced. 2018 so FFA Cup Wikipedia. This is, again, thrilling radio. No, it would have been in 2019. Champions. Oh, you did win. So oh, there we go. There we go. I, great. great. Sorry for downing you. And yet we still sacked our fucking coach, who became Melbourne Victory's coach this week, which I'm actually very excited for because I think he's an excellent manager and I now have less reasons to hate Melbourne Victory. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how it goes. That's 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 the thing when you get new managers. Anyway, we won't get into that. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only thing that could have probably been better than Knights against Adelaide would be, you know, Knights against the Victory, obviously. Like, yeah. That would have just been... been a big crowd for that. Oh, 100%. That would have been massive. But the, the fact that they got an A-League team at home is, is huge. Yes. Now, Branson, I want to cut straight to you for your next one because it is... The best. It it's is good. so good. Oh, good. I was torn as to whether or not to put this one in that's so semi-professional. Or could in, go in either. It absolutely could. But I decided to put it in what we liked because it was a bit of a blunder, a bit of a howler, which we like more than semi-professionalism. But a blunder by definition is semi-professional. Oh, anyway, anyway, it's in what we liked. So, Box Hill United taking on Ballarat City and Ballarat City were up 1-0. Box Hill United had a free kick, curling ball. Into the area, bit of a scramble, ball sort of bouncing around there. A couple of no de- one really taking the initiative to clear it. No, a couple of defenders have a try, doesn't work. A couple of attackers sort of fall over. Whatever the goalkeeper goes, guys, this is ridiculous. I've had <laughs> enough. I'm going to put my bloody laces straight through it. I'm going to clear the danger. So he d- does just that, puts his laces straight through it. Unfortunately, though, he kicks it straight into his teammate who is two metres away. The ball then lolly pops off his teammate straight to a Box Hill United striker who then taps it home. And kind of like falls over while tapping it home as well. It was yes. just a little bit of a cacophony of yeah, errors here. But it, it, was just, it was just great. And it probably wasn't quite as good as the goal you mentioned last week of the goalkeeper just clearing it straight into an attacker's head and it going straight in. But it was yeah. sort of... A little bit more chaotic, a little bit more shambolic because it was that scramble. It was sort you of. You can always play like Benny Hill theme song to this, and it looks yeah, great. Yeah, exactly, because like. the ball is sort of scrambling in there, and then it sort of happens, and then it goes in. And you go, oh well, great, good. Yeah. Uh, something else that you liked? Um, I liked news today that we've finally reached a well, not an end, but we're really near the final chapter of this fucking saga of the FFA ownership over the A League. So yeah. it looks like the FFA is no longer going to control the A League. Or at least they are going to be less in control in quite a big manner. Yeah, there's going to be a hand. So the period, clubs yeah. are going to be far more 
independent as to how they manage the league. And yep. I think that is all for the best because, look, I think in the first six or six or seven years, maybe, the FFA did a very good job of setting it up. Mm-hmm. But since then, it's just been holding it back yep. to the point where we've got to quite a sterile league, a bit stale, and yep. we sort of know what to expect. So I think giving the A-League clubs a little bit more autonomy and control is a great thing. And it, and it also adds a, an element of fresh air to it. I mean, you mentioned that with the coaches and a bit of the uncertainty. So... Something like that could also help reinvigorate the lead league. And the other big thing that I sort of read from this as well is that it's sort of almost all but guarantees that the Knicks, the Wellington Phoenix, will stay around at least for the next little while. Good, which is what we want, I think. Yeah. I like it. I always want to do an away trip. Yes. Anyway. A couple of things that I like. So first one I want to go for is that Haiti, Island Nation of Haiti, are in the Gold Cup semi-final. They beat Canada... So they have now made the semi-final for the first time in their history. They'll take on Mexico. So I just sort of saw that, and you go, you know, a small a small nation not known for you know their necessary their like huge football pedigree doing well. So that's going to be good. Uh, the last thing I've got here for what we like is a question. So sure, I've mate. seen it. You, I'm all ears. I've seen it. You haven't. Fulham have released their new kit. Fuck, this will be great. For the 2019-2020 season, and I wanted to show you a photo. Can I guess it first? Yeah, I'm right, okay, sure. Cool. What's so it going to be? It's going to be It's going to be white, Yeah, it's going to have a badge on it. Yeah, good. That's exactly all it's going to be. It's going to be boring like the club. Oh, we are not boring, mate. We're the oldest club in London. That's very exciting. That's like saying my grand is the oldest person in my family. It doesn't make her the best. Well, it's a big deal, though. You get a letter from the Queen when you turn 100, all that sort of stuff. The Queen? Yeah, Queen Elizabeth writes Mate, her a letter. 2019 doesn't matter. <laughs> the Queen doesn't matter? <laughs> yeah. I love it. Anyway, so this is Fulham's home kit. So take a look. Oh, it's great. Oh, it's great. Lot. Yeah. So, so it's got a little bit of geometric tessellating shapes in the middle of it. It's quite yeah, nice. So for those... Like that little collar detail as well. No, it's subtle. I like it. Branson, you have convinced me. Otherwise, it's a good kit. Yeah, so it's all white. Who's that dickhead with really bad tattoos, though? It's, it's Alexander Mitrovic. Yeah, he's And he's my absolute favourite player. Is that why you've got tattoos as well? It's not, but I did say that if Fulham stayed up miraculously, I'd get, get a Mitrovic tattoo. No, I'd get a Mitrovic. He's got like a star neck tattoo. I was like, I'm getting it. Shit, Branson. But he but How I, am I the single person of this podcast? But, you know, it still might happen. Anyway, so I want to get... <laughs> so everyone, Branson still thinks that Fulham can stay up. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying that I might find another excuse to get a Mitrovic tattoo. So that's our home kit. We'll post a link somewhere to it or you can just bloody look it up. I yeah, personally... I'd just, I'd just look it up. If I, I personally think it's a little bit boring. I'd like something on the shoulders, but I want to get your opinion. No, and I like it. I would kind of get rid of the stripes underneath the arm because I think I that's just an think added aspect. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, it doesn't need it. But double whammy, I want to show you our away kit. What do you think of that? No reaction. I mean, it's fine. It's it's it's, it's red good. with some sort of stripes and then some subtle red just, patterns just, in the stripes. I don't know what what the photo shoot is. It's like kind of near scaffolding. Is it like they're trying to rebuild as a club, or yeah. they're like you know? Yeah, maybe. Well, let's have a look at it in close up. They have. Yeah, I mean, it's nice. No, it's nice. I don't like the shorts. Anyway, we're sort of talking about stuff that people can't see. Yeah, it's a Yeah, very visual stuff. Long story short, Will likes the Fulham home kit. Brand's not sold on it. Will doesn't like Fulham's away kit. Brand kind of likes it, except the shorts. And Brand also likes Mitrovic's neck tattoo. And that's a really succinct summary of part two of the semi-pro potty, where we pretty much talk shit for about 20 minutes. You kind of zone out. Sometimes you might laugh. Sometimes you might cry. But fundamentally, at the end of it, you'll probably forget everything we said and that's all that matters 
But join us in part three as we're going to run through the preview section to find out what games are coming up this weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to part three of episode 21 of the Semi-Pro Potty. We are going to preview this weekend's upcoming fixtures. Branson, what have we got on the Friday night, my friend? Well, Friday night we've got a super tasty fixture. We've got the Melbourne Knights taking on Avondale at Knights Stadium. That's, Cracker. Yeah, that's going to be big. Another Friday night, another big game, actually. We've got Oakley Cannons taking on the Bentley Greens as well. Yes, on Saturday night we turn our attention to Green Gully hosting South Melbourne. We've also got Hume City taking on Port Melbourne Sharks. Altona Magic taking on Heidelberg United. And we cap off Saturday night with Dandenong Thunder versus Dandenong City, the Dandy Derby. Oh, my days. Branson, one more game on the Monday night. Yeah, one more game on the Monday night. We've got Kingston City taking on Pasco Vale. Jesus, that could be a very big one in terms of table movement and things. Oh, 100%. I mean, you would have to think that the team who lost that is gone. Yeah. Is, is more or less gone. Yeah. 100%. Six, yeah. Six-pointer. Momentum yeah. as well. I Look, I think Kingston City have got it. Also, maybe we go to that one. No, we... Oh, God, it'll be pretty boring, won't it? Yeah, well, it might it be, actually could... It could actually be a total shit fight. Yeah, well, it could be... That's what I mean. That's the thing with every game you go. Yeah, what are we going to get? Oh, no, because we've got to record on Monday night. Oh, Who God, knows? We'll record do. a live episode. Well, we can record and watch at the same time live. Yeah, that's what we're going to do, because obviously we're starting to record on Monday nights. We acknowledge that there are a couple of Monday night fixtures, but we're just going to go and... You know, hope that sort of by the end of it, we've at least got a score update. But yeah. you know, we we figured well, we you guys can check the score. We and we know what the what the ramifications are. And we are. can even talk about it as it unfolds. You know, and talk about what you know what a goal or a win or a result would mean for each team and how it's looking at exactly. at, at each particular stage. So still got stuff to do there. Um, uh, match of the round for you, mate. Ah, it's a little bit tough to be honest because. All of them are a bit good, you know? All, I think all of them are interesting. Well, Knights are going to beat Avondale, we know that. Possibly, yeah. Well, and Oakley against Bentley, you'd think Bentley would get a win there. Gully against South, both teams are... I think both teams are a chance in pretty much every single one of these games. I can't believe that you did not immediately jump to Dandenong Thunder off the back of that 3-1 win against Dandenong City in yeah, form. Well, like, they know they're going to be around the same part of the table this year, but it's who wants it more at this yeah. stage. And I think that has got, that has got the recipe for being the best game of the season. Well, and this, and this also has the potential to, to doom the Danny Thunder because they're yeah. six points behind City at the moment. I mean, depending on how other results go, they could be as many as nine points away from safety. Hmm. Uh, and with not that many games to go, you know, that could be that could be game over. It's going to be a cracking game. Maybe I'll try and get out to that one this weekend. You're going away this weekend, Brad, tonight, y- aren't you? Yes, I am. I'll be away in Tasmania this weekend. Any my- football on in Tasmania this uh, weekend? Do you, know what there, do you know what there is, but there isn't. So I'm going to be in Wynyard in northwest Tasmania. The closest team to Wynyard is Devonport. Mm-hmm. Devonport Strikers made the FFA Cup national stage do last remember year. remember that, yeah. I was like, awesome. I'll go to a Devonport Strikers game. They have a bye. Oh, no. So, not even playing away. So, there's a couple of games in Hobart, but Wynyard is four hours away from there. So Pretty far. I'm sure Tony isn't having a nice romantic weekend away to go and watch soccer. No. 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 We are going out for Grandad's 80th, so shout out to Grandad. 
Happy birthday, Granddad. Yeah, it'll be good. Good one. Yep. Um, um, jumping back to football, though. WNPL, yes. we've got Box Hill versus Geelong Galaxy. South Melbourne versus Southern United. Southern United could go three, three games undefeated. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure South Melbourne pitch well, has good yeah. drainage, so, oh, yeah, even if this rains heaps. Um, Alamein versus Calder. Uh, Senior NTC versus Bayside. Bulleen versus Heidelberg. And Branson, that pretty much does us for the potty this week. I reckon we're about to crack an hour. I reckon this is the one of the more on on one hour podcasts we've ever done. Yeah, no, it's good. I thought we talked about some good stuff. I thought I made some terrible mistakes. Yeah, and... so did I. I mean, I got the episode number right. That's all that matters. Well, but... and some of my words though, just sort of terrible. You know, it's all right. Look, you said about students, and you go, "I've got a journalism degree. Did I earn that? Should I just give I mean, it back?" No one really ever earns a journalism degree, Brants, and that's why it's a journalism degree. Ladies and gentlemen, I am at Chambershire on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you are at Branson Gibson yes. on Twitter and Instagram. No, and, Gibbo36 yeah. on Instagram. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Um, thank you very much for joining us on episode 21 of the Semi Pro Potty. Let us know what games you're going to this weekend. We absolutely love talking to you guys on Twitter. Love being part of the community. Yep. Keep being semi professional. And thank you for listening to episode 21 of the Semi Pro Potty. Yeah.